0: On tonight's episode, we watched Pompeii.
1: It forward. Pompeii it forward. Uh, what?
0: And Welcome to the Flophouse, I'm Dan McCoy.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Stuart Wellington. Elliot Kalin here, rounding out the cast, Killing as himself, it. Yeah, and featuring no one else. <laughs> Just three guys. Special guest star, the regular people. It's like a sure. one-man
0: show, times three.
1: Yep, we're like a bunch of three stooges, except there's only one of us. <laughs> Wait, the... Oh, oh, yeah, this is one of those identity movies. Uh, Okay, so we're we're all in John Cusack's head. Yeah, Yeah, and we're like, John, what is
0: with the career choices you're making? It's Hmm. like multiplicity if they stopped at two clones
1: Uh, plus the original guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde if there was a third guy who was also involved. Larry it's called Larry Doctor Dr. Jekyll's, Jekyll's Mr. buddy. Doctor Jekyll's buddy, Larry. <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde and Larry. <laughs> Even Larry's like, I feel like I'm kind of extraneous here, guys. Kind so. of a third wheel, but many things have three wheels. Tricycles that Mister Bean car that's always getting knocked over. Yeah. Uh, so would, uh, motorcycles would,
0: with sidecars. So I guess they've got four wheels, really. Yeah. I mean,
1: not We're if in you, not if you build them wrong. One. <laughs> it's true. If it's built brokenly, then yeah.
2: So would Larry be the id, the ego, or
1: the superego, Dan? No, he's the neighbor. Oh, he's... <laughs> who's always like, what, what's going on over at the Jekyll place? I gotta check in. Yeah, you know? it's the kind of a threes company he's situation. He's the Mr. Roper, so he always yeah. walks in
2: and he thinks uh, Dr. Jekyll's giving Mr. Hyde a handjob or something. <laughs> no. But they're like, no, we're teaching each other to dance. And he's I mean, like, that's not a, what it
1: looked like. There's only one of them at a time, but yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Each other <laughs> <think> it's it's <laughs> called masturbating, guys. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> okay. Don't understand where this conversation went. Dan, what do we do on this thing this that we're doing? What is podcast. this?
2: Theoretically, we it's watch... It's a podcast that you download it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Thanks. I mean, they know that. What? <laughs> Presumably, they know that far, unless they're uh, streaming it.
2: Yeah, or they're like being
0: trapped somewhere and <laughs> Look, you got it. this podcast somehow. Maybe you downloaded <laughs> it. Maybe you found it in a bottle that you found in the ocean.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe a genie gave you a compact disc to play. <laughs> He yanked, it out, of, he
2: yanked it out of a Hellraiser
1: guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but the point is, uh, we watch a bad movie. Maybe,
1: maybe you're at a, an exorcism, and the de- and the demon possessed youth is just repeating this to you. The point is, it's a podcast. Yeah, the
0: premise, such as it is, that we watch a bad movie and then we discuss it.
1: And then we yakety yak with about you.
0: It. I mean, you don't really say anything. I mean, I mean you, you can. can say, yeah, we just
1: won't. We won't hear you. Hear it. Not because we can't, but because we refuse to. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Uh, you're saying right now, I can't hear it. La, 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 not listening. Dan, continue. So we watched tonight Pompeii. uh, Pompeii! Based on the true
0: story of Pompeii.
1: Uh, uh, Well, loosely based on real events. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And I was surprised to find that Pompeii is about as old-fashioned a natural disaster movie set in a historical setting as you can get.
0: Yeah. Um, what what are other historical disaster films? Well, uh, I'm going to recommend one. Dante's thing. Peak. Okay, so but you have
1: movie, like movies like San Francisco, uh, the last days of Pompeii, which is a er, much much earlier movie about the, the eruption of Vesuvius. You <laughs> it's have. Like, they
0: said the last days of Pompeii, rather than the early days of. Pompeii. It's them founding it's,
2: the city. People are like when's this volcano
1: about... going to erupt? But <laughs> what it, about you, the
2: Poseidon Adventure?
1: Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, it's not exactly. Historical. <laughs> <laughs> what about Titanic? I think it was... Uh, Titanic, yeah, there you go. kind of. I mean, that's, that's not re- less of a natural disaster, but you'd have a lot of these movies... And this
2: movie certainly wishes it was Titanic at points.
1: Yes, very much so. During the studio era, especially, you had a lot of movies that were like, we're going to take a real life, like the San Francisco earthquake or... Uh, like the fire, uh, great fire of Chicago. And we're and gonna add Mickey Rooney to it. Well, kind yeah, <laughs> always. That was law though. Roosevelt signed that into law. Yeah. That was the Mickey Rooney Historical Disaster <laughs> Film Act because Rooney needed the work. Come on, yeah. he was just a kid. He was supporting his whole family. It was the Depression anyway. So you had uh, they would say here's a natural disaster. Everyone knows it's gonna happen. So that's instant suspense. We'll have a love triangle between like a good guy and a bad guy, and a girl. Okay. And then, yeah, that was the third point. Yeah, there's only two points.
2: So
0: she was the
1: Larry (laughs) in this
0: case. Dr. (laughs) Jekyll, (laughs) Mr. Hyde, and Larry. Oh, yeah, Yeah. it's
1: a love triangle. Did I not mention that? (laughs) Dr. Jekyll has a crush on Larry, but Larry has a crush on Hyde. (laughs) Yeah, because he's a bad boy, dude. It's a real a bad boy. So So Dr. Jekyll keeps changing into Hyde to get Larry to like him. And at the end, Larry is like, Dr. Jekyll... I wasn't gonna like you until you liked yourself. Exactly. And Dr. Jekyll's like, so you like me now? And Larry's like, no, I don't. I'm going out with Dracula now.
0: (laughs) The
2: ultimate Mr.
0: Hyde.
1: (laughs) The ultimate bad boy.
2: Dracula,
0: the ultimate Mr. Hyde. What a weird slogan.
2: (laughs) So speaking of Draculas. There aren't any in this movie. Keever
1: Zellow. How was he a Dracula? He was
2: a Dracula in Lost Boys, dude.
1: (laughs) I guess he was a vampire. He wasn't a Dracula. Unless it was called Dracula's Kids. <laughs> it was the Drac Pack.
0: <laughs> Little Draculas.
1: Little Dracula Jr. California How is there a Well-known
2: fact about Drac. Drac. I, I didn't have anything. I just wanted to say that. He, just was,
1: he has a kid named Keither. So let's talk about... Let, in a mirror world. This is an old-fashioned formula, what? and this is a, And uh, they did not add anything new to it until, let's say, the last 25 minutes of the movie. Let's explain. We begin in Britannia in the year 62 A.D.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! This is a movie about the Roman city of Pompeii.
1: Well, technically, Rome was just a city. It was a. It's the ancient city of Pompeii okay. that was part of the empire, I guess. All right, carry on. So, carry I mean, on. That like, wasn't my concern. Like the British series, <laughs> yeah. carry on. Carry on up your mother's bloomers. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whatever. It was the unreleased one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Dad's mom. It was called. <laughs> dad's was, armies was, carry on. Dad's armies, mom carry your, on up the academy of your life. Up your bloody. Are you being blankers. served? Towers, yeah, Python, etc. <clears clears throat> Why are you you looking at me, Dan? Uh, uh, Damn Busters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, why were you looking at Stuart? I don't know. He's a handsome fellow. He is. Nice to look at. Anyway, we start in Britannia. And I know it's about Pompeii, but for some reason we start in Britannia. And here's the reason. Because Thulsa
2: Doom's about to show up and uh, kill Conan's dad and mom.
1: Pretty much, yes. So uh, the Romans are subduing the Celts. And in doing so, they massacre a village, but they leave one boy alive by accident who has seen Keith or Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Who's seen Keith or Sutherland, uh, who plays Corvus, a Roman general who becomes a senator later on, uh, and who's like nerdy you know, bodyguard, and he has and his nerdy bodyguard today? who apparently Car wrinkles. His bodyguard, <laughs> no. his bodyguard who looks like a cross between like. Paul Rubens and Jeff Goldblum and Eddie Dean And Buff. Anthony Weiner. And Anthony yeah. Who, who yeah. kind of looks like those guys he, already. He, he did look like Anthony Weiner. That's right. And uh, his name was like Trucules or something yeah, like that. Broculus? Broculus Brock, Trucules. <laughs> uh, Broculus
0: Mahan Trucules.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was based on Brock Mahan <laughs> before he existed. Uh, that's former Flophouse guest host and great friend of us, Brock Mahan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look him up. Hello, Brock. On the internet at edu <laughs> slash gov plus or minus AB divided by the square root of two <laughs> equals X. Solve for X. Dot Tumblr. <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Trocules, Broculus kill uh, Kiefer Sutherland as a boy. No, kill uh, this little boy's parents. Little boy escapes and is taken captive as a slave. And 17 years later, he has grown up to be Milo. A, uh, inter- Wait, his name's Milo? Yeah, I'm just re- realizing that looking at the Wikipedia entry. I had no idea what most of the characters' names were <laughs> in this movie. But he turns it up, grows up to be Kit Harrington. hope the other
0: gladiator's name is Otis. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and the end of the movie is the only way to escape Vesuvius is to transmorph into a dog and a cat. Into a pug and a cat. And they go, pause, don't fail us now. <laughs> 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 whoop, 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 whoop,
0: whoop, whoop. <laughs> And they, one, and of them,
2: the, one of them turns into a little helicopter uh, and flies the other one to safety. Well, Milo say there's uses a dog
0: it, and a cat shaped hole in the <laughs> screen of the movie screen.
1: Milo uses his ears sure. like helicopter blades yeah. and flies them above the smoking hot ash that's falling on the city, like the
2: eagles in Tolkien. <laughs> that's true. That's an accurate reference. Yeah,
1: Thanks. it is. In that thing, that's a thing. <laughs> so anyway, he grows up to be Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones.
0: Okay. Uh... You mean Kit <laughs> Harrington sounds like a, a like a a girl orphan <laughs>
1: character? <laughs> That's true. In yeah. Like in like like from the Depression, a, in like, or like in Italy, like an Edwardian juvenile adventure novel. <laughs> yeah, there's a series of novels starring Kit Harrington, or Kit Harrington is like a is like a girl gumshoe reporter. Well, she
0: starts out as a boxcar child and she works her way up to <laughs> to be, be president. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the first little girl president, <laughs> and she fights Hitler <laughs> in wow. a jacks tournament. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and. She wins all his dollies, which leads him to invade Poland. Oh. Wow! So the dark a dark ending. Yeah.
0: Ultimately, she caused more harm. Oh, than good. is there's a
1: reason they impeached her? <laughs> there is, she was the first. It's an first. interesting
2: impeachment based on <laughs> things done as a little baby.
1: No, no, she was already president. She wasn't a baby. No, no, she was a little girl. She was like eight. Okay. High crime. Well, okay, that makes more sense. Anyway. High Crimes, and Misdemeanor, the uh, cop's villain.
2: <laughs> Wait, Misdemeanor was a villain? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Misdemeanor's a bad thing. And when my parents went to go see the movie Crimes and Misdemeanors, and I was a kid, I thought it was about that character. <laughs> anyway. Uh, sexy. So Milo, with no Otis, uh, is eventually grows up to be a gladiator called the Celt, who is owned by the best character in the movie, yep. a sort of foppish Dom DeLuise in History of the World Part One. Uh, as you were saying, Stuart, he was basically, uh, what's the character from Futurama? Yeah, uh, uh, Hedonism, Hedonism Bot or whatever. <laughs> Hedonism Bot. And, a, I was yeah. thinking about how, how great a joke that is on uh, mm-hmm.
0: Futurama. I mean, number one, just like the, 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 like the character. But number two, the idea that someone created a robot <laughs> for the express purpose of being hedonistic. <laughs> yeah. And he's
1: like a robot couch that feeds himself g- grapes, yeah. right? Uh, or something like that. Anyway. So great. But he's not in this either, but this slave owner is, and uh, he is leading him some, I guess the slaves are taking this guy somewhere. He looks kind
2: of like Guy Fieri's ancestor, basically. Yeah,
1: but without the frosted tips. Uh, That's before they invented them. Yeah, back then when you wanted frosted tips, you had to put ice in your hair. You you had
2: to climb uh, the mountains and fight frost giants. (laughs) Uh
1: (laughs) To learn the secret of their hair. (laughs) Sure.
2: Uh, Continue, I guess. So
1: on the road while he's being brought to Pompeii, uh, Milo runs across a carriage carrying Cassia, played by Emily Browning, who is the daughter of Jared Harris as some big muckety-muck macher in Pompeii. She's returning from Rome, and her horse dies or something? Her horse is hurt, and she convinces the slave owner to unlock Milo so that he can— Soothe the horse to death because being a Celt, he knows horses, and he manages to whisper to the horse until it gets distracted and then snaps yeah. its neck to put it out of its misery.
0: But we should point out there's a there's a number of reoccurring uh, flop house favorites here. You got Emily Browning who was in Sucker Punch and The Uninvited. You got Jared Harris from The Quiet Ones. Keith, you got Keith from, mirrors. from Mirrors. You got uh, director Paul W S Anderson from The Three Musketeers. Oh, it's, it's a real flop coming. It's
1: a flop reunion. Yeah, yeah who's flop coming queen? Emily Browning in this case, right? Yeah. You mean uh, with her crazy cheekbones that yes. were just slicing people up left and right? They were so sharp? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: baby cheekbones. <laughs> she
1: has really defined cheekbones to the point that I wanted her to use them as a weapon at the end. <laughs> sure. Like Kiefer Sutherland would swing a sword at her and she'd catch it on her cheekbone and push it away he, and then slash at him with her cheekbone.
2: You were worried that um, the Mount Pompeii would erupt because of the proximity to the gravitational pull of her enormous cheekbones.
1: Yeah, and no, it was Mount Vesuvius. Pompeii is a city. It's not Mount, Mount Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mount oh, should i watch the movie again <laughs> uh maybe just read up anything on it but uh <laughs> yeah your punishment is to watch the movie again oh no. but anyway cassia is taken with this slave long story short uh that's the the love triangle becomes cassia who has a crush on this slave who's becoming a famous gladiator and who befriends <laughs> ada bc who was the previous star gladiator yeah uh and mr the,
0: echo from lost
1: and then yeah. The third point in the triangle is Kiefer Sutherland, who returns to Pompeii, not returns, just shows up. He's now a big Roman senator with an army behind him.
2: He has not aged a day. He has not aged a day, and neither has his Anthony
1: Weiner sidekick. (laughs) No. And he, apparently Cassia ran from Rome because Kiefer Sutherland wanted to marry her. Now he's there, and he's saying... And he and he's he's there as a possible investor in Jared Harris's uh new building projects in Pompeii. And I have to admit, until two of the action scenes that came up later, the most exciting part of the movie was when Jared Harris was showing his proposed models uh-huh. to to Kiefer Sutherland to show him what kind of projects he should invest in.
0: But I don't I don't know that, that was like but I don't know that was the content of the scene either, though. That was like you got two real ham bones hamming it up, uh yeah. Jared Harris and Keith or Sutherland. And Kiefer Sutherland uh, I enjoyed very much in this movie. Like he The is, more mustache twirly he got, the better. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah.
1: As the movie goes on, he becomes more and more cartoonish <laughs> and just smirks through everything. And like the movie needed more of that. Let's just say this while we're talking about it. This is a bland movie, and it could use more charming character. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland provides a little bit of that. The guy who plays the decadent gladiator owner provides a little bit mm-hmm. of that. The hero has is like a blank sheet of paper.
0: Yeah, his gladiator pal is is more his
1: gladiator pal is more fun and has a more heroic uh, climax at the end. I kind of wish
2: that instead of uh, Kit Harington, uh, Milo's backstory, Goal reporter, the yeah the beginning, <laughs> the beginning of the uh, <laughs> the beginning of the movie had just been Kiever Sutherland like actively pursuing uh, the uh, Emily Browning's character. Like awkwardly pursuing her constantly in Rome and her like rebuffing him. Yeah. So that we're like, man, what a jerk. And they played more of that up because I felt that stuff was way more exciting than any of the other than gladiator. Yeah, any of bullshit. the Conan
1: the Bar- Conan the Barbarian gladiator ripoff stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh let's to make a long story short, it all comes to a head when uh Milo has recognized the people who killed his family, uh and for whatever he says, reason hey, you don't I know, you're from somewhere. Yeah. Didn't you kill someone I know? Uh, who was
2: uh, it? Like, probably Ooh. I killed a million people.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. It was someone close to me. Uh, but the whole thing I'm is... Gonna, I'm
2: glad that he doesn't remember
1: who <laughs> who he knows who got killed. Was it... No, it wasn't my teacher. I killed my teacher. Was it... Uh, Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, mm, it was a man nice. and a woman. My uh, oh, Sonny and Cher. My, you killed Sonny uh, and Cher, right? My favorite my song and dance team. Personal assistant. <laughs> you killed my moth. Mu- Big egos moth, killed my moth. My bet moth. And my, my, my <laughs> dad. <laughs> DAT, you killed my digital audio tape, right? <laughs> That's what it was. Why'd you do that? Stomped my moth and broke my tape. All my archives were on that. I know it's going to break down eventually anyway. It's not a great archival format. But still, all the same, at least give me time to transfer it to something a little more permanent. Anyway, great to see. I'll get revenge later. Uh, How is the family? How are the folks? Still not married, huh, Jason Cassia? Well, let me tell Hey, I'm interested in her, too. That's amazing. It's the cheekbones. Yeah, got to watch yourself. I got too close, and it was like, shoot, I didn't even touch her, and it still cut me somehow, like a master swordsman ninja sword, just slicing the molecules of air. Anyway, mm-hmm. I've tossed long enough, I guess. Yep. He looks like you got important business to do. you got all these centurions and that guy looks like Anthony Weiner right next to you. He's looking pretty bored. I know you got a lot of important business. Jared Harris, I think, wanted to talk to you. That guy is a really good actor. He's got a little bit of the ham in him, but still, really great. Loved him on Swimming Mad it. Men. When is Mad Men coming back? Am I really going to have to wait until next year for all the episodes? I, but excuse me, I'm chatting too much and i got a gladiator fight to get to. Fight to the death. Oh boy. Anyway, it's a living, as they say in the Flintstones. Now, is the Flintstones? How far away are we from that? Because we're still living in stone houses and wearing like togas mm-hmm. and like sandals a lot. and stuff. Like, are we cavemen? Family, or are we Romans? Or were they, were they? What age
0: were, in the, what age of the world he's living? Now
1: in? I understand. Like, era. where are we in, in relation to the Bible? Like, did that happen yet? Or because I don't know, it's A.D. Right? What happened that's after, after Flintstones. After Flintstones, <laughs> that's yeah. what A.D. stands for. After the Flintstones. I'm jumping in here and
2: I'm ailing the Keithers
1: part. <laughs> anyway, but I, I, I'm rambling on. But that's me. I don't have a lot of people to talk to in the slave pits. So, what is canoe with you? What's going on? You look like you have what an is aged a canoe with you. <laughs> you heard me. It's my favorite animal. Anyway, when you're a slave, you get you're looking for anything that liven things up. And I found a picture of a canoe once. Just carry it with me. I'll show it to you right here if I can find like it. On a cable? Not a lot of pockets in this toga, and you're know, still having trouble finding. Oh yeah, it was a drawn picture, but it was really photorealistic, which is a word I just used even though we don't have those yet. <laughs> like anyway, the thing about news is they're also like called wildebeests. <laughs> but, like, but I like calling them gnoos, because it's like, is it new? Is it gnu? I don't yeah, know. It's a, a little mystery. Bit of fun, I and it. I love mysteries. Speaking of, have you been watching Sherlock? Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh man, what a, what I a I don't know,
0: sure. This is why Elliot was so good at, at playing Andy uh, Rooney. Because <laughs> <'Cause laughs> <'Cause laughs> Andy Rooney would just do that stream of consciousness thing. Andy
1: Rooney? (laughs) the lovable girl from the depression who complained Kit harrington and annie rooney (laughs) the sun will come out but why does the sun have to come out the moon will come out but nobody sings songs about it i guess there are a lot of songs about the moon now that i think about it but i can't know all the songs i don't have a digital audio tape in my head reason to keep going (laughs) (laughs) anyway but that's the truth the point is it all comes to a head when everybody knows everybody else is there. Mount Pompeii explodes. No, no, it hasn't happened yet. And it's okay. not called that. They're in the arena. There's In the arena, there's this big gladiatorial contest, and uh, they've decided to simulate the battle, reenact the battle, in which Kiefer Sutherland subdued the Celts. And they've arranged it so that our heroes, Milo and his friend, the other gladiator, Atticus, are going to die because they're playing the parts of the Celts. And Kiefer Sutherland says, "You're going to give me your daughter's hand in marriage, or I'm going. Not only am I not going to invest in your projects, I'm going to tell Emperor Titus that you were bad mouthing him, and you're all going to be hung to death." And so, there's a big battle in the arena. So, actually, during this arena, this uh,
2: this reenactment, does uh, Kiefer Sutherland play the Robert 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 Urich? Is that who was uh, Robert Urich? Who's on Unsolved Mysteries? On Unsolved Mysteries is Robert Vaughn, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, then that guy. So I don't understand.
0: I thought it was a reenactment. Robert Vaughn. Yeah.
1: I don't know what. I don't know why. Robert Vaughn. I think Robert Vaughn was a different person. Look it up. Anyway, Wagner. Robert Wagner. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not sure. Look it up, please. I'm
2: thinking Bob
1: Euchre. Anyway, why were you? (laughs) What does that have to do with that reenactment?
2: So who's the guy who does all the setup and explains it to everybody? No, well there's are, a
1: there's a chorus. Oh yeah, there's of a Greek chorus. Speakers, well Roman chorus, I guess. Robert Stack, everybody. Oh Robert Stack, right. is Robert. A stack, a stack of Robert. Yeah, do you see the bazooms <laughs> on that guy? <laughs> Under that, there are so many Roberts, and we coat? picked
0: none of them. Oh, I mean, <laughs>
1: there are the many right Roberts ones. we could have picked that we didn't. Yeah, yeah, Robin Roberts, so we stack, didn't say that. Uh, Rock and Robert. Tweet, brother Robert, Eric Roberts, et cetera. Yeah, Robert McCoy, Julia Roberts, uh, Robbie Robertson from the Spider Man <laughs> comics. Anyway, the point is they have this big battle where in the this big faked battle, but it's real because it's gladiators with, that the heroes are supposed to die in. But through a ludicrous bunch of fighting, they manage to kill everybody who's thrown at them. Yep, because so, they put the two
2: toughest dudes on the
0: on the loser side, and they, they put them on like a they put them on like a <laughs> yep. paper
1: mache mountain, and
0: they unleash not your usual mayhem
1: on all those people. <laughs> <laughs> not your usual mayhem, indeed. <laughs> Anyway, I'm tired of your usual mayhem. What? Sick
0: of it. I've seen it a million times before. <laughs> Let's have some crazier mayhem. Like I don't know. We'll like throw like uh, watermelons at a g- ghost. That's, that's at uncommon. At a g- ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no wait. <laughs> you, what? You use a duck to beat up a robber or
1: something. <laughs> I don't know. That's not you know, usual. Crazy mayhem. Not <laughs> usual at all. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> they have this, and this is one of two scenes that I genuinely enjoyed. Which was this big battle scene. Now, part of that is because in ancient Roman times, they did do gladiator fights that were reenactment of battles. They would flood the Colosseum and do naval battles. So at least they're taking the idea of a real thing and making a scene out of it. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, they really were making a scene. (laughs) The The head waiter should have ushered them out. It was ruining everybody's dinners. But the point is it they they're trying to make a scene out of it but it gets crazy bonkers and what good fighters these guys are yeah and
2: the chains that seem to get longer whenever they need They're chains
1: to to this paper mache mountain and yet the chains do nothing to hinder their movements to the point that uh it becomes a benefit where milo is riding a horse around the arena just clotheslining all the enemy soldiers with his chain uh but during this fight when things look like it's going to be lost and some real Roman soldiers come in because Milo in, openly insults the Roman Empire, uh, Kiefer Solin sends real soldiers in. There's a battle, but then all throughout the movie there's been little shocks leading up to the eruption of Vesuvius that start out like a horror movie. There's a like, there's a servant who works for Cassia who's taking her horse out to drink at a river for what some reason. Yeah. And there's the ground rumbles up and swallows him up and the horse runs away. Mm. And then later the ground's rumbling around the horse and it looks like the volcano's trying to erase the witnesses to the murder it <laughs> yeah, yeah, committed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's been leading up to this point and the only person who really noticed that there Spoiler seems to alert, be... Spoiler alert,
2: that horse is the only one who survives...
1: Uh, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing the only person who's noticed that hey the ground keeps shaking maybe that's not a good thing is the gladiator owner who is a total decadent hedonist
3: yeah so yeah. he's
1: wants to get the H out of Pompeii mm-hmm. uh but Hades. what Hades Hades yeah he wants to get the Hades out of Pompeii <laughs> so but what so while right before the bad guys are about to kill the good guys Vesuvius erupts and we get into the disaster portion and now this is the portion of this type that's of movie like
0: a good it's almost the last half of the movie. I mean, I like the last forty minutes or so.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's this is the this is the last this third is the of the real movie. Meat. This is the third act. It's the part in any of these movies where the natural disaster finally hits. Mm-hmm. The lovers and all are the separated. Petty concerns of man are put into are really Stark thrown relief, into yeah. Yeah, yeah Stark relief. Tony Stark relief. <laughs> in that Tony Stark needed to use the bathroom. You know. And now he's
0: relieved. You know what, guys? Uh, man plans, God laughs. You know what I'm saying, guys? Mm -hmm. I mean, if the plan
1: is funny enough, God laughs. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, if (laughs) the man's like, I'm going to put a banana peel down, I'm going to slip on it and fall, God's like, that is rich, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Laughter forthcoming, ha-ha. I don't know if that's much of a plan. (laughs)
0: Laughter achieved. (laughs) Director Like, Like step A is put banana down. Step B is slip on banana. That's Mm -hmm. the. It's a two-step plan. Step C,
1: fall. Look, how complicated does the plan have to be, Dan? Step D, profit. It's. Occam's prank. The simplest prank <laughs> is the Usually best. is the correct one. Yes.
2: Yes, Stuart? At this point, Paul W.S. Anderson has set up all the dominoes and is ready to knock them down. <laughs>
1: oh, yep. <That's, laughs> yeah, master, master story. Master games keeper. <laughs> uh, so all the characters are separated His intricate by- design. So, I'll
2: step one is immediately kill Jared Harris and Carrie
0: Ann Moss. Mm-hmm.
1: Which happens. Carrie Ann Moss plays Jared Harris. That's a wrap
0: on uh, Harris and Moss. <laughs> 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 Let's get this Mossy Harris out of here.
1: They, they call Carrie Ann Moss Mossy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mossy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please don't call me that.
1: Hey, Mossimo.
0: I know. How's no, that uh, Matrix coming?
1: <laughs> well, it's over. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you mementoed anything lately?
0: <laughs> no. That was one movie I made. And other movies you made career. would
1: be. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Even no Carrie Ann Moss is looking up her IMDb page. I <laughs> like, what did I do? Anyway. I'm curious. The, you are furious. <laughs> yeah, the, disa- the natural disaster separates everybody. They've got to find each other. They've got to keep their petty fights going as the city around them is destroyed. And I will say this: a lot of this movie looked fake. She was in
0: shock a lot, guys. Shock a lot. Oh,
1: the Cook Raven movie. <laughs> shock a lot. <laughs> Disturbia. Right, oh anyway. yeah, she was in Disturbia. Go on. A lot of this movie looked fake and cheap. Almost mm-hmm. all of it. The actual erupting effects, I thought, looked really good. Okay. Like if this was a. Seven minute movie that was just shots of Vesuvius erupting. I'd be like, "That was a pretty good movie," but it's not. It's yeah, I mean, if you're gonna call
2: a movie Pompeii, you gotta have good shots of Pompeii blowing up. Yeah, it's the money uh, shot.
3: Yeah.
1: Now, when you say Pompeii the, blowing up, you mean the city Pompeii?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gonna be for you to figure out, Elliot. <laughs> well,
1: I've got to puzzle it out. We've got a regular. Set up some dominoes. You have to knock. <laughs> we've got down. a regular House of Leaves going on right here. Yep. Uh, so. They, but then so the movie gets – it's just people running around and fireballs falling out of the sky. It gets pretty monotonous. <laughs> the characters are running around. Eventually, though, the, uh, Atticus meets up with the henchman who looks like Anthony Weiner. And finally, Cassia and uh, Milo and Milo meet up with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And you have two pretty good fights. They're not well, amazing. Some action sequences as fires falling all around. And this is when the special effects get – so fake that they become fantastic. Yeah. it's like something out of like a like a music video from the early nineties.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to find consistency with our tastes, like the long uh, time listener, fr- first time caller, maybe frustrated uh, trying to like stack one opinion up of one movie up against the opinion of another movie. But the thing is, like that's a, that's a fool's game in the first place. It's true. Sometimes we complain about how stupid CGI looks. But sometimes stupid-looking CGI is so delightful, yeah, that we can't help but be shocked. Yeah, for well,
2: recently we watched that other swords and sandals movie, Three Hundred: Rise of an Empire, yeah. which had, by all means, better special effects, but they were not as much fun to watch. Are, no, it's
1: like, well, it's like an uncanny valley thing where the better special effects get, the better they are and the worse they get, the worse they are, except there's this one dip mm-hmm. or, like, a spike where it's, like, they get so bad that they're super enjoyable. Yeah, if you have to they look to see crazy. Like, Emily
0: Browning chained to a chariot that's a- rushing away from uh, using a splinter- fireballs. Yeah. Emily
1: Browning using a splinter of wood to pick the lock of her handcuff on a chariot as fireballs fly all around, and everything is weirdly flattened and distorted, and nothing looks like it's the same plane of reality. And it's like... uh it's just it's just so it looks like you're watching Moulin Rouge or something, you mm-hmm. know. Everything there's all these yeah, weird, like
2: characters riding in front of a backdrop, mm-hmm. and there's Kim all Rambit these. Comes out and sings like a virgin. <laughs> yeah, where we all go home happy.
1: It's like there's all these weird like <laughs> zooms and slow mo for no reason and bad CGI effects, and it's like it's if called if, the guys, Paul
2: W S Anderson touch.
1: You right? are you guys familiar with the video art of Ryan Trekharton? I think his mm-hmm. name is Browns. He did he did uh a, an art video called A Family Finds Entertainment, which is. Crazy, and there were parts of the end of Pompeii that reminded me of that this like homemade art video where he's using editing equipment to just make the screen explode into shards and things like that uh so I guess there when you go you start with uh with a uh, youth queer artist home uh homemade video art and a big budget sword <laughs> and sandal action adventure, and this is the point where the two converge in terms of the quality of their special effects. And, and that's it, kind of a beautiful moment. Yeah. Exactly. And it's punctuated. That's what's by... G-spot. <laughs> you know, it's very hard For to find. how you find it.
0: But.
2: Uh and it ends in a sword fight with uh Kit Harrington girl spy and uh, <laughs> and Keith or Sutherland, who knows?
1: And also, and Atticus has his sword fight with Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Uh where and uh everyone's swallowed up well there's those swallowed up by Ash. Uh Keith or Sutherland gets Chained to a wall, and Kit Harrington and uh, Emily Browning escape on a horse. <sighs> Kiefer Sutherland is destroyed, covered in hot, fiery ash. Mm-hmm. And they get to the outskirts of town, and I guess just get off the horse. And canary no, the, the horse, horse bucks and re- yeah rears. Oh right, there's a fireball off. almost. Like, kills you're them. slowing me down, dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Wish no, I just <laughs> wish it was later. a wise cracking horse, like in Racing Stripes <laughs> or Hot to Trot, <laughs> or a doggo. Does it?
2: No, yeah, Hidalgo, the horse about, does not talk. Okay, I haven't or seen it yet. Sea biscuit? <laughs> sure. No, again, no talking horses in that. <laughs> I mean, it's named Sea Biscuit. He's be like, I jokes. see a biscuit, I eat it.
3: It's me, <laughs> that's Sea Biscuit. Named. <laughs>
2: that makes sense.
0: <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I gotta run this race now. Sea Biscuit. <laughs> sea Biscuit out. <laughs> I'm tired.
2: How speaking in the third person. I don't me, think the Oscar chances for this movie the most are holding popu- up.
0: It's me, the most popular racing horse of the Depression. See biscuit. <laughs> See you later,
1: biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's my new character. Uh, but
1: anyway, uh, kid Herring they right fall in. off. Kit Harrington says, Cassia, you ride this horse. It's not fast enough to carry us both. And she goes, And you're thinking, oh, they're going to Titanic. They're going to pull a Titanic and she's going to survive. And 100 years later, she's going to throw a necklace into Mount
3: Vesuvius.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as an old lady, she's going to take her daughter to Mount Vesuvius and throw a necklace in and go, Ooh, when she does it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, she smacks the horse in the butt as if to say, Run away. I'm sexually harassing you. And the horse does. And <laughs> she says, I don't want to live without you or something. And, uh, they, instead of, she, she keeps looking at the, ma- at the eruption, and he says, no, look at me. Look only at me. And they kiss and are covered in ash and are forever immortalized as lovers in mid-kiss. They turn into ash people. As they become a living statue that is dead.
2: That's shot in, like, QVC fashion right before the credits Yeah, roll. there's like
1: a rotating camera around <laughs> sure, it. Yeah. This you beautiful this. ash statue <laughs> can be yours. These, this... Pompeii moments. These ash-covered corpses could be yours for only... Four hundred ninety nine ninety nine. You know what? If you call in the next ten minutes seven dollars. We're gonna cut over three hundred dollars off this wow, price. Wow, only seven dollars. nobody was
0: buying it. Okay.
1: And speaking uh, of well, not shipping buying it. Is
0: $49.99. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow, what a shipping rip. is seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> you can either buy shipping for that or you can buy a screenplay from me. Either way, your choice, Hollywood. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so like it's it's like a pretty boring rote movie, and then there's two scenes I would say that are like cra- just crazy enough to work.
0: Yeah. I feel like well we should get we should go to Final Judgments now. I was kinda of segueing into Whether that. Whether yeah. it's a good bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kinda liked. Elliot, you're already saying stuff about it, so why don't you continue saying I mean, the thing that you were saying?
1: It's like ninety percent bad bad. No, ninety three percent bad bad, seven <laughs> <correction>. percent good bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, There's th- such potential at the end for this to have been a crazy bonkers movie, and they just – they're putting it off as long as – it. you know what it feels like? It feels like Dr. Jekyll for almost two hours struggling not to let loose Mr. Hyde, mm-hmm. and in the last 15 minutes he's like, fuck it. I'll just let Mr. Hyde out. And everyone's like, yeah, this is what we wanted to see. This is what Larry keeps coming around for. <laughs> this is why Larry's totally into you. Well, uh- not you, but Hyde. <laughs> But you were Hyde, so I guess he's into you.
0: Yeah, I I didn't like the first two thirds of this movie. I was so bored by them. The last third, I would go so far as to say I kind of liked it. Uh, but it got super hammy, which yeah, helps. Kind of fun and exciting at the end. Uh, you know, I'll give a you know what I'll give a good review to. Going to see the actual Pompeii? I saw it when I was in Italy.
1: Very interesting. I'd like to see it. I've never been there. It's fascinating. I mean, do you feel bad being a tourist in someone else's misfortune?
0: I mean, it's so far ago now. Uh, I mean, like you does go that make the, them
1: not human beings? I mean, has the go statute to see of a, limitations on compassion run out? Do you feel that way when you go see a mummy in the fucking museum? <laughs> uh, the mummy was an aristocrat who enslaved others. I've got no mercy for uh, him. All right.
0: Yeah. No, but it is fascinating. Too. Also, they're super scary. <laughs> and uh, I it's stole all gold
2: city. and I don't want him to come after me. It's a whole so city. So I'm
1: When I'm looking at a mummy in museum, I'm throwing a shitload of holy water on him so he doesn't get up and strangle me. Yeah. Sure. Turn but into a
2: bunch of scarabs or something. <laughs>
1: But it's So it's a holy city. No, it's, a,
0: no it's, a, it's an amazing, oh, it's a whole city, city preserved said. in time. It's a of, city full of holes. The steal canoptic jars. Can get that. It's worth it.
1: It's worth it. And now you've got his car, and he so, wants it back.
0: Uh, save up the money you would have spent on seeing Pompeii, and then add several thousand dollars to it <laughs> and buy it, a Throw a it in to change Italy. into
1: your travel jar. <laughs> and when there's yeah, enough there to the go to Pompeii, Pompeii, go see it. Just don't go when Vesuvius is erupting, because you will turn into an ash man. That would be bad news. Ashman Cruthers, what, what do you have to say?
0: I'm an Ashman. You guys all know that about me. <laughs>
1: yes. Dan's and other people's wives' Ashes Man. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going to say this is a bad, bad movie. Uh, I wasn't quite as charmed by the hammy moments, and I was hoping for more, obviously. Uh, there was that great shot where Kit Harrington is about to deface the Roman eagle, and it cuts like a, a quick cut zoom on Kiefer Sutherland's face, and he's like, he's not going to. <laughs> Uh, but other than that Now it was garbage Yeah Right
1: Baby geniuses Hey everybody, I'm Emily. And I'm Lisa. We co-host Baby Geniuses every other Monday on Maximum Fun.
3: We interview comedians, musicians, cartoonists, circus clowns, and experts
1: in the field of... Vacations, the afterlife, cooler recipes, self-improvement, fashion, candy, beach boys, girls, turtles, pop twists, women, dating, fitness, presidents, thermal conflict resolution, Santa, meditation, babies, modern dinosaurs, bullying, crop circles, the beetles, middle-aged men, experts, teens, life hacking, rhyming, baby talk, personal organization, the name Dexter, Frazier, extreme eating, groceries, being a best friend, movement, jam, art education, America's funniest home videos, stockbroking, spooky stories, genealogy, riddles, Pinterest, IT, magic, revenge, mothering, dogs, ayahuasca, Hollywood legends, street racing, fitting in, Sex, the Occult, Personal Training, The Ocean, Dennis the Menace, Modern Poetry, Sugar Gliders, Jimmy Buffett, Franks, The Tonight Show with Gun, Johnny Carson, Mountain Dew, The Park Safety, dinner, dinner Parties, Butterflies, Raccoons, Pasta shapes, and Bob Dylan.
0: Join us every other Monday! Yay! I listen to Bullseye for the moment when Jesse
2: asks an artist an insightful question, and the artist goes, oh, huh,
0: and pauses. And you can hear in the pause... That he is reassessing his own work in light of the question that Jesse just asked. Bullseye's your guide to what's good from MaximumFund.org and NPR. Before we move on to letters, a few quick announcements, uh, as is often the case. Uh, on December the 13th, uh, as I mentioned before, I will be appearing at the Slate movie party. Uh, in videology in Williamsburg. Uh, that's at 6 30. Um, will, there will be information about that up, I hope, soon on the Flophouse website. Details are sketchy. You still said at I this hope
1: point. soon, as if anyone other than you is going to be putting that up. Uh, no, I just <laughs> like meant. If we can get our tech guy, Jasper, no, <laughs> on
0: it. <laughs> I just meant that I hope for the benefit of our audience that that information will be available to them soon. So, yeah, put it up there, dude. I'm waiting on Slate. <laughs> to oh, give me the final uh, deets, as the kids say. but um, He was trying
2: to avoid talking shit about Slate. Yeah,
0: insane, I see. But, but you pushed to this party.
1: Um,
0: but well, hey, yeah, man, come if, see if that. honesty
1: is your policy, you did not have to worry about that kind of thing. Uh,
0: Dana Stevens of uh, Film Creator of Slate will be the host and love other guests. Um, but if you want to see all of the Flophouse crew,
1: and you'll why have to wait you? We're good until January 9th. January
2: 9th. <laughs> January 9th. Why do you... St- so that, like, uh, it was a at question. the Bell House,
1: Dan. If you write this stuff down I don't and read like it, down. then it's easy to remember. But January 9th, ten p.m. Yeah, the Bell, Bell House. House, Brooklyn. All three floppers for the first ever live Flophouse episode recording. Yeah, featuring mm. you, the listener in the audience. If you've got an irritating laugh, you'll know yeah, you're totally there. Totally buy
2: a ticket and show up. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and then when you go, hey. <laughs> and you hear it on the podcast, you'll know you were there. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be, you buy your tickets online now, because one, they're cheaper if you buy them ahead of time, and two, they are selling out fast. They're selling
0: pretty quick, They're right? selling yeah. out a
1: good clip. So if you want to go and you're on the fence, buy a ticket and go.
0: Uh, I overheard, I was literally sitting behind the organizer of this uh, uh, podfest at an event that Elliot and I got to see... Uh, John, John Hodgman interviewing John Cleese, and oh, I overheard uh, him talking about. Now you out. said that as if
1: we went together. You were sitting behind him. I was sitting way in the back because well, we went neither of you guys a told a me about. Good it. Job. Uh, <laughs>
0: because
1: I had to leave. Work I was a lowly
0: writer, got to leave work earlier than the head writer, so I got better seats. Yeah, but I was sitting. He behind was like, Dan, gentleman.
2: I need your input on the script. Dan? <laughs> Dan, just a Dan, Dan? Dan died five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally Dan McCoy,
1: <laughs> but he died eighty years ago. <laughs>
2: I literally Some over- <laughs> say
1: they can still hear him sighing in the night.
2: Is that the creaking of the trees or the creaking of
1: his knees? <laughs> Women still say they can feel his spectral hand on their buttocks, <laughs> and they do not appreciate special it. Hand. Spectral. spectral hand. Okay. I overheard a man. <laughs> special hand, not the other one, the boring one, good the special
0: one. one. <laughs> Uh, I, over- tingly I overheard a man uh, who did not know that I was sitting behind him and was one of the co hosts. Didn't know he show. was sitting in
1: front of Kit Harrington, Girl Spy. <laughs>
0: but he was talking about how well these tickets to the House show were selling. So if you want on I believe board, he
1: compared them to a certain type of cake yeah, of sure. the heated variety. Yeah. So uh, get on that, guys, if you're interested. January 9th, 10 p.m., Friday, flophouse live bellhouse New York Podfest, buy your tickets now and I think we have another thing to, to pl- plug, don't we yeah, yeah. in
2: December uh, for flophouse fans who like to read stuff I know there's a few <laughs> yeah, out yeah, there okay. uh, there Dynamite comics is putting out a uh, the Flash Gordon holiday special featuring three short stories written uh, by the three of us it's one for an, each of us all
1: flophouse written holiday special. And now these are not Flophouse stories, these are Flash Gordon stories. These are
2: Flash Gordon stories. Yeah, savior of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He'll save every one of us, yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah,
2: it's coming out in December, I think early December, but I'm not totally sure. I, I don't know uh, the exact
1: date, but pre-order it through your comic book store or yeah. tell them to reserve a copy for you and if they'll you hold it.
0: Google Flash Gordon Holiday and our names, you can uh, find a site that will allow you to pre-order it. Mm-hmm. On the internet.
1: And if you Google Flesh Gordon Dan McCoy, you'll find some video that's horrifying. You shouldn't watch it.
0: <laughs> no, I uh, I think you should watch it. Uh, that's that's what I like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, gross. Uh, so the Flash Gordon Holly special. And just for me, if you want to read something written by just one flopper, December also sees the release of the first issue of Spider-Man and the X-Men, number one, written by me, coming from Marvel Comics. And
2: Elliot Kalen taking over
0: comics.
1: Taking over comics, two books at a time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but now
0: the moment you've all been waiting for. What moment's that, Dan? Letters from listeners. That's you guys, the listeners.
1: You're the listeners. We're the guys who read the letters from you, the listeners. (laughs) Listeners are you, and we are the hosts. Let's just get this straight. You're too big for your britches, listeners. You write us letters. You think we have to read them. Well, we don't. So you sit down. (laughs) You sit down, sir. Sir, sir. Sir, do I have to call security? <laughs> sir, sit down, sir. Sir, there's a show going on. Buh. Sir, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Buh. Excuse me, sir. Buh. That kind of language is uncalled for. Buh. Sit down, sir. Uh? Sir, sit down, sir. Buh. Sir, sir. I Buh. We do not have to serve you, sir. Buh. Sir, sir, you are getting loud uh. and the performers don't appreciate it and I don't appreciate it. Uh. <laughs> You and your date are going to have to leave. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, sir, uh, security, can we remove these, please? Please, from you, the listeners, know. today. <laughs>
2: was that the security? That was scaredy. Oh, I thought you said scaredy. <laughs> like, is that the security guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, his name Old S- scaredy. We call him scaredy. It's ironic because he's not scared of anything. Uh, so this first
0: letter is titled, You're Never Gonna Believe This Guy's, parentheses, It's About the Hat. And it goes <laughs> wait, like this. Wait,
1: hold on a second. Is this the guy who lost his hat?
0: Yeah. The hat's gone again. <laughs>
1: what? How did you
0: lose it again? No, I'm not joking.
1: Lock that hat up,
0: and I'm not baiting you to get it on the podcast again. The hat is seriously gone.
2: First they shrink the kids, blow up the kids. What the fuck, man? <laughs> no, <laughs> they blow up themselves.
1: No, they shrank themselves. <laughs> what? That, that was the uh, the movie about terrorists, honey. I blew up myself. Were you gonna? <laughs> Boom. That was like a Jeff Dunham <laughs> <laughs> level joke. <laughs> So, for listeners who are just coming into this ongoing saga, a guy wrote in who had lost his hat. He wrote in later to say he had found his hat. Apparently, he lost it again.
0: Yeah, he says, I didn't wear it in winter because it's a baseball cap. And I have winter hats that are warmer than a baseball cap, so I wore those hats instead. Not at the same time, mind you. I'd pick one winter hat and then Sir, wear that I'm, in winter. I'm
1: revoking your license to wear hats. I'm taking away your O hat status. But keep
0: writing. But I don't think the hat is missing. I think the hat has been stolen. I've narrowed down my list of suspects from the initial 32 to 16, so I'm making progress. <laughs> Top of my list is my neighbor Howie. He's really old, and I think he's had kidney stones for like a year and a half, which is not good for you. TV's Howie. So long. I hope he gets that out soon, unless he took my hat, in which Jeez. case I hope that thing balloons to the size of a pumpkin, and his wife has to roll him around in a wheelbarrow. Whoa. Whoa. I've invented a new device called a wheelbarrow, it's a replacement for car tiles, tires made basically of an empty barrel. They break super easily and mostly just destroy cars' undercarriages. In any case, here's a photo of me wearing the hat when I was in Boston a long time ago. Describe it, Dan. No, I, I don't have to. Here, I'm gonna show it to you. I mean, it's, no, describe it to the listeners. Dan. Well, it's just <laughs> they can't <laughs> see it when
1: you hold up a picture to it's, me.
0: Uh, it seems to be a typical uh, cap of the baseball style. It doesn't appear to be
1: <laughs> of the baseball. An
0: actual style. <laughs> It doesn't seem to be promoting any uh, baseball. It
1: does. Uh, it's does hard seem to tell if there's a logo on there or not. Yeah, the angle is very so. bad. The person wearing it has at least one eye. It looks eye. a
0: little floppier than a normal baseball cap. like now, a softer type of fabric, maybe. I don't
1: think that's the case. Canvas? I think it's just been bent over time. you think? Now look, it's been well loved. He mentions that he was wearing the hat in Boston a long time ago. So Bostonians, you'll you'll recognize this yeah. hat. You'll have the scent. So I guess go sniff it out. Yeah. Uh, anyone in Boston? See which one of the sixteen Ronin you took it. Come across
0: the baseball <laughs> cap, right in. Let us know. We're going to get to the bottom of this.
1: No, we won't. <laughs> we,
0: together, you, together, you and us. You and we. You're on the flop hats. All of us. You're going to solve this. Side.
1: You and me and everyone we know. It's going to find this hat. All That's right. what that movie's about, right?
0: Yeah. So, th- uh, thank you for writing in. Nope. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next letter uh, is titled, Foggy Friday. Slightly soggy Saturday. Wet Wednesday. Too cold for a tube top <laughs> Tuesday? Yes, you're correct, Elliot. This is an email about Misty Monday. I don't know why, I mean, I feel like... Uh,
1: I feel like Dan, I mean, we're, we all are familiar with her work, but I feel like Dan's the only one who has been in contact with her in some way. Yeah,
2: Maybe, I, maybe the, the writer of the letter is negging Dan to make Dan yeah. feel bad. Oh,
1: in that case, mission accomplished. Look at him, he's crying in his boots. <laughs> crying crying in, in his
0: boots. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Collects the tears, little Snuffy yeah. Smith, <laughs> and then Lulu
0: comes up over and sniffs him like she had Hallie's boots that one time. Uh, I've recently started listening to your back catalog. It's weird. And I do a headphone double take every time you mention Misty Monday. Prepare to be jealous, boys, because I've had one of the greatest conversations of my life with the aforementioned starlet. Before I get into that <laughs> you conversation, the tarp
2: over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, these are the, the most absorbent tarps that we have, ma'am. <laughs> How many women did you say would be on this tarp? Six? Mm, I think you're pushing the maximum load. No, just
2: clean it off with bleach. It's simple. <laughs>
1: just pour
2: out uh, bleach. Yeah. Nah, don't worry about mixing water with now it. I so I thought take you it were... in your
0: backyard right and spray it down with the hose. <laughs> no, I thought you were saying Shoot. this. <laughs> take it in the back and spray it down.
1: <laughs> Now, I thought you were saying this this softcore pornographic film of yours took place in some kind of middle-earth setting. Do you worry about how you're going to explain the tarp? No? Okay. <laughs> no? All right. Well, that's the best one we got. It's a tarp master. Let's see what the, the warranty says. Uh, more than four lesbians at once kind of voids the warranty. I hope you're okay with that. I mean, it's it's not an expensive tarp, but you would be able to return it if it was only three lesbians that broke it. Mm-hmm. One of the ring race is going to have to not be on the tarp. <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, uh, this conversation... Uh, before I get into the conversation, let me back up a bit. My boring day job consists of sculpting action figures for video games and comic book movies, That doesn't sound
1: boring at all.
0: Every once in a while... Is this
1: Randy Bowen?
0: <laughs> one of my co-workers does some sculpting for a science fiction or horror film, and I think, hey, that sounds like fun. Maybe I could do that someday. Well, that day came a few years ago. I got a call that a B horror film needed a bunch of classical nude male sculptures, preferred preferably muscular and in slightly homoerotic poses. I had about five sculptures fitting that description ready to go. When I dropped off the sculptures <laughs> Just on already? Set, I guess. You know, Just for Yep, I got
2: His apartment in, is a Zalman King set.
0: <laughs> uh, when I dropped off the sculptures on set, I got invited to be an extra in a few scenes. While waiting around for a scene, I started talking to Misty Monday. Now, at this point, I had no idea who Misty Monday was or the nature of her oeuvre. All I knew was she was a cute girl, and this was a splatter flick. This was our entire conversation. Me. So are you going to get killed in this scene? Misty. No, but I do get a death scene. We're filming it in a few days. Me. Nice. How do you check out? Misty. I get stabbed in the pussy. <laughs> Me. Silence. <laughs> At that point, I started to realize what kind of movie this going to be. And then she went, was show be.
1: business. <laughs> in case you're
0: wondering, it does contain ding-dong ripping, incest, and a plethora of real... New Jersey bodybuilders. The name of this movie? Sculpture. Alex Last Name with Hell. I don't know that movie. So um, I'm really
1: only familiar with her seduction cinema work.
0: Yeah. I mean
1: she well, has. Well check yeah. it out though. It sounds like a pretty good recommendation. Yeah, sure. It's got ding dong ripoffs. offs <laughs> erotic yeah. sculptures, everything you want in a movie. Uh yeah, I mean that's what I mainly look for in my movies. Yeah. King Kong, no thanks. <laughs> no home sculpture in this. <laughs> but a real
0: brush with greatness. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. So real, what,
1: real Hollywood tales mm-hmm. here yeah. on the
0: Flophouse. True yep. Hollywood stories.
1: So I guess if Misty Monday <laughs> is listening, tell us if that story actually happened. We need <laughs> cooperation.
0: Come visit. Yeah. You know, Be on the show. No. Yeah, That's sure. A, I guess, yeah. I mean,
1: Aaron I Brown, guess we could just to start... Us. Is this an
0: official invitation? Yeah, this, no, this is official. If Wait, we can just knows, start inviting people to
2: be on the if show? If anyone knows Aaron I mean,
0: Brown, I guess so. tell her to come, uh, tell her about the podcast. I'm going to start working on it. Who knows? Mads yeah, Mickelson. Cool.
1: invite him on, sure. Whoa, no kidding? Yeah, ask him to Both come Both of them Dan. at the
0: same time.
2: Mad about, Mads yeah. about Misty Monday. Mads Mickelson. Mads <laughs> about
0: Monday. And uh, Misty Monday, nay, Aaron Brown.
1: What about Udo Kier? Udo Kier, if you're listening, come yeah, on the show. I mean, he's
0: got some free
1: time on David Byrne? <laughs> David Byrne, come on the show.
0: All of our heroes. Wait, you didn't say Gabriel Byrne, because I don't want yeah. him to come on the show.
1: No, 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 he, no he, Gabriel he,
0: Byrne. He's probably got some stories about Miller's Crossing, but they're probably, cool he probably tells very boring.
2: I only ways. want to ask him about Cool World. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it cool
2: what, to make what cool? What was it like <laughs> to have sex with a cartoon?
3: <laughs> <laughs> did you
2: guys, where was your, it awesome? <laughs> where did your penis go when you had sex with a cartoon? What happened? I mean, Misty Monday could probably answer that too. <laughs>
0: So, um, <laughs> this last letter is from uh, PJ, last name withheld. Funny Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's titled, Recasting Gary Oldman's Dick. I am growing increasingly concerned about the Flophouse's ongoing obsession with Gary Oldman's shriveled, unimpressive penis. <sighs> we mentioned it like once. Far be it from me to claim you doth protest too much. But you have to be so negative? If Gary Oldman's penis had such a harmful impact on the Scarlet Letter, why not provide some constructive criticism? <laughs> As you'll recall, <laughs> Stuart has already spoken uh, admiringly about Michael Fassbender's penis. Yeah, Elliot would probably enjoy seeing Sly Stallone returning to his early pornographic roles. And Dan is a humble not singular. true. But what Celebrity Faust could have saved this movie? Obviously, The Castle Freak is out. Maybe the world would like to see Vincent Gallo's penis unobscured by Chloe Sevigny, a massive uh, prosthesis. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. A massive <laughs> prosthesis. I love boogie nights. Regardless, I see a real business opportunity for the Flophouse in opening a male nudity version of Mister Skin. I think it already exists, but this is it's off the top of Mrs. my head. Mister Skin, <laughs> but you could call it Mister <laughs> Foreskin, and the logo would just be the Flophouse logo. But you'd all be wearing turtlenecks. <laughs> My main concern is that the site would break up the gang as Ding Dong Gate would finally tear you apart, debating whether or not to include the Castle Freak. If you go forward with it, I demand $700,000 in repayment for providing the ideas. So so it's always 700000 that's, okay. that's a good last amount of money. Funny money. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm on record as being a Gary Oldman apologist. And Specifically his for his penis. For his penis. Specifically okay. for his penis.
1: What record is this? He was
0: saying that because it's, uh, it's saying, in a cold, a gold record that it's they put on the lake. satellite
1: and sent into space. Because sure. i
0: around on a cold lake, you cannot judge a man's penis by.
1: Uh, you don't have to use a cold lake. I mean, but it's still to, just like a cold lake scene. Well, I've seen. I've, Impressive, flaccid, flaccid penises in yeah, movies. Yeah, but, but, but a flaccid, but a flaccid penis rooms. gives
0: no. You can't judge. A, and in an my Rex own life, every time I flies, look in the mirror. Sure, boom. <laughs>
1: so one. you're saying that Gary. So Dan is on the record saying Gary Oldman is a grower, not a shower. Exactly. exactly. Sure. Look, Gary Oldman's penis is fine. I'm just saying it's not the kind of penis that would drive a Puritan woman to mad Mad, with lust. mad desire, yeah. Uh huh.
0: To masturbate in the bath while a comely serving lady uh, looks, looks on, on.
1: puckishly. <laughs> was, <laughs> yep. was there like a magic butterfly or something? Am I don't I'm know. remembering I that correctly? That, yeah. Like a magic bird. There was a yeah, it was a
0: bird or something. Yes. Uh, like representing sex. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the
1: red bird of sex. The red mm-hmm. bird of sex. The blue bird of, of unhappiness <laughs> uh more much more popular, sister. Yeah. Um so uh
0: but recasting Gary Oldman's penis. Um I mean just take a plaster cast of it so we have it for history. Uh we could I maybe we could recast it yeah. with like the weasel from Food Fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of look like a penis. What yep, about
2: one of the shy Halude from Dune?
1: <laughs> what about like Lowly Worm from the Richard Scary books? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a lot of personality. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a little hat with They're a feather cute. in it. Now, if Demi Moore That's a was penis. stumbling through the forest and saw Gary Oldman and his penis had a little hat with a feather on it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I could. she would have to run to that bathtub <laughs> to masturbate, or else she's just doing it in the woods right there.
2: Yep, or maybe we could go down to an Aztec temple and summon Quetzalcoatl. Ah, the winged serpent, huh? And videotape it and then stick that in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yep. And well, now... Uh, you know what? Beaker. Just, yeah. just stuff Beaker on him. <laughs> and so his penis is going, wee, 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 wee,
0: wee, It's a very uh, selfish penis. All it cares about is me.
1: What about her needs? Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh, Dan, did you just kick oh, me no, in no. the gut with your words? Oh, I gotta, oh boy, I gotta sit the rest of this episode out. <laughs> you know, nothing makes me happier. Oh. Like, the one thing that makes me oh, happier
0: God. than a laugh from Elliot, Ugh. is the sound of, of moans of pain. Ugh.
1: Anything that makes oh, you man. drive
0: yeah. Elliot away from comedy in its oh, entirety. It's a
1: good thing I already had a child because I don't think I can have one anymore after that joke.
0: Um, so, uh, this is the last segment of the show. It's where we recommend movies that we actually liked, rather than Pompeii. I'm going to go first because I think this is going to be a controversial recommendation. <laughs>
1: Pompeii.
0: <laughs> <Dante's> <laughs> peak. Uh, I'm going to recommend... <laughs> A movie that I don't necessarily think is a particularly good movie, but it's one that it's I've had cool a lot of fun watching. <laughs> I've already recommended that. <laughs> Whenever I come across uh, this movie on television, uh, I usually stop, watch it for a while. <laughs> Drop, Thank you, baby. Up yeah.
1: <laughs> open up shop, you said? Yeah, yeah, DMX. Oh, I don't know that. One. Uh, it's a movie is about. Is that a bike? <laughs> DMX Bandits? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's another movie about a volcano erupting. In a highly populated city, and it's called Volcano. All right, <laughs> basic title: Tommy Lee Jones,
1: Thomas Leeworth Jones, Heche. and Annette Haesch. Uh, it was and at the height of her popularity, right? When she was yeah. was she the former Mrs. Ellen DeGeneres then, or not yet?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether there's. This was either pre or during Ellen DeGeneres. This okay. This is not post <laughs> her uh, relationship with Ms. DeGeneres. But this uh, this was. Uh, Uh, It's a silly disaster movie, but it builds nicely. Um, The ridiculousness of it is all fun. I enjoy the fact that they use concrete barricades to uh, make lava flow down to the ocean. That's their big plan. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is barking out orders as LA's like disaster. I want this you to
1: search every hen house, dude, dog house, cat house for this volcano. I
2: just remembered a lot of it took place in a subway tunnel, and then some dude got all melted by yeah. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> it's it's got fun like it's got fun volcano effects yeah, and man. like sound mixing. Hey and man, shit. if you like
1: fun, it, bro, if you like it, go with it. At <laughs> the
0: end of it, there's a big volcano in the middle of LA, and they play I, I Love LA over the credits. Yeah.
1: Fun. No, it's, it's fun. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a laugh. It's a larf. <laughs> it's, a, it's
0: a larf. Check your brain at the door. Yeah, yeah, no, literally. I mean, in this case, actually, check your brain at the door. But you'll mm. have a lot more fun watching it than Pompey. So it's a good, bad movie. Uh, You know, it's a movie I kind of like. All I right. know it's bad, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, just All
2: pop right. some Redenbockers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stick
0: it up your <laughs> you ass. <mean> the, the
1: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa <laughs> What Dan? is going on? <laughs> Are you a <I'm>... volcano drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know what's happening.
2: Oh, man. Okay. So Dan um,
1: is not sick anymore, yet somehow it still doesn't make sense.
2: Um, Am I allowed to recommend a movie now? I, I hope You're so. Pretty, Please. Okay. Who so, knows,
1: at any minute, Dan's going to start sticking things up butts.
2: I'm going to recommend a New Zealand horror comedy that uh, I think should be made available in most streaming services. I think you can rent it in most streaming services now. It's called Housebound. Um it is a interesting little horror comedy, uh basically a haunted house uh story about a young woman who who has a criminal background who is sentenced to house arrest in her mother's house. Um and she realizes that her crazy mother uh that the stories her crazy mother tells about the house being haunted might actually be true. Um And the interesting things, they, they do some good stuff with playing with the actual space, like the limitations of being actually, uh, under house arrest with an ankle monitor. And, uh, the, the lead is very charming and she's also very capable. Um, but like a lot of, uh, like a lot of horror comedies after the, you know, the setup is great and the first two thirds are, are a lot of fun and it kind of drags in the final third. It could probably
0: Hmm. use some editing.
2: But uh, there's also a couple of good scenes of really gory stuff, so I
0: like that. So A couple of qualified recommendations.
1: So yeah, far. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to give two unqualified recommendations. let do it. The first is a movie that I hadn't thought originally about recommending tonight, but it's a similar type of movie to what we watched. It's not based on a real natural disaster, but it's based on real-ish types of things. Uh, and that's the movie The Hurricane, directed by John Ford. This is the thirties The Hurricane, not the movie The Hurricane starring Denzel Washington about Hurricane Carter. Mm-hmm. This is based a movie on the Bob Dylan song. Yes, yeah. And the drink. The song is based on a real person too. But no, no this I don't is so. this is The Hurricane with uh, directed by John Ford with John Hall, Dorothy Lamore, and a number of star character actors of Hollywood's yesteryear, such as C. Aubrey Smith, Thomas Mitchell, Raymond Massey, John Carradine. It's got a great cast. And me, C Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> no nope. world's most popular horse. <laughs> nope, not in it at all. And it's about See you a, later. <laughs> uh, to a uh, man and woman who love each other on a Polynesian island, uh, the man is goaded by, he's a sailor, and he's goaded by a racist white man in a uh, What, a, in a what bar. does goaded
2: mean? Like he gets turned into a goat? Yeah, yeah he gets turned into a goat.
1: Goaded. No, goated. He's, he's, he's taunted. He's goaded and he's taunted into fighting and is thrown in jail. And tries. He, he tries to, he he tries to taunt escape taunt into he tries to escape to get back to the woman he loves, and each escape tacks more time onto his sentence. And so he's ground down by the system until finally a hurricane is going to arrive on his island right when he escapes successfully. And the hurricane scenes are when they hit are genuinely frightening to me. I felt like there's every it's this weird thing because it's a movie from 1937, so that you'll see one shot that looks super fake and then another shot edited a second later in that looks very real and is very scary. Like It looks like these people are in danger from this hurricane. And so a lot of the effects hold up really well, not all of them. It's a very na- you know, naive, simplistic tale of, of love between kind of what Hollywood's idea of Tahitian villagers would have been at the time. Uh, but it's a really good old-fashioned kind of like pulpy romance adventure movie of a type that Pompeii wants to be and doesn't quite pull off. So the hurricane, I'd recommend based on this movie. But also, I was originally going to recommend a movie I saw recently that I liked called "The Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith," which is an Australian movie from the late '70s about uh, that takes place at the turn of the 20th century, and it's a based on a novel that was based on a adapted from a true story about a an Aborigine who was raised by white parents and tried to do his best to kind of make something of himself in the Australia of the time, which was at the time, horrifically racist against aborigines. Now I guess it's just maybe a little bit. But uh, he is so beaten down by the system that he snaps and commits a horrifically violent crime and has to go on the run and is being hunted down by the Australian police and army. And so it, it manages to tell uh, like an anti-racism story in a way that doesn't feel totally heavy-handed and stupid and dull and there are a lot of very affecting scenes in it. And the lead guy, who I think was not a professional actor when he made the movie, is really good in it as Jimmy Blacksmith. So the hurricane for, adventure, for fans of uh, weather and weather-based adventures and the chant of Jimmy Blacksmith for... fans of blacksmith. For fans of Blacksmiths. How's <laughs> uh, the weather in that? Uh, it's pretty nice, mostly. There's a few rainstorms, but mm-hmm. otherwise... Uh, for Only. fans of older Australian films. <laughs> All
0: right. We wow. did it, dudes. Yeah. Another uh, sword and sandal movie down.
1: Do Can we, we not watch any more
0: of these? Maybe will stop. Thank oh, you. man. Of uh, all
1: the inexplicably returning trends, sword and sandal is a weird well, one. Well,
0: here, here, here's a good, uh, here's something to keep your spirits up. Uh, I think next episode we'll do the uh, contest winner uh, listener choice from our uh, Song of the Autumn. Uh-oh. And that oh, choice so. was... Uh, uh, are we going to say I ahead think, of time? No, let's let's
1: keep it a surprise for now. Yeah. Okay. But it's not just another just, Hercules an movie, Let's just right? assume it's Ghostbusters and yeah. that we're going to have a great time watching <laughs> yeah. it.
0: And we'll have no criticisms of it and we'll just spend an hour
1: talking the about it. Like, like the only criticism will be that Ghostbusters 3 hasn't gotten off and been mm-hmm. made yet because the world is calling out for a third Ghostbusters. I thought it was that Save
2: Another Day song or whatever. Saving the day? Saving the day, yeah. Save Another Day? <laughs>
1: Save Another That's Day. for
2: the fucking sequel
1: or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
0: James Bond Ghostbusters crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow
1: um, never busts. <laughs> ghost Finger. <laughs> Such a ghost finger. Uh um, a spider's ghost. That's ghost finger. Octobusty. <laughs> Octo- Die and I mean it kind of was Octobusty already. <laughs> um <laughs> Dr. So, ghost.
0: Yeah. Uh You
1: only live twice if one of you, the times you count is when you're a ghost.
0: So uh <laughs> I guess that's the end of the podcast. Uh, We keep going with these. I don't think we can. Ghosting bus lights that we've been making Uh, for the podcast uh, called the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy. Yeah,
2: I'm also on the Flophouse, and my (laughs) calling is Stuart Wellington.
1: (laughs) Your calling. (laughs) This
0: really is an application.
1: (laughs) And I'm on the Flophouse too, through some bizarre blessing (laughs) bestowed upon me by a merciful God, and my name is Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone.
2: See you later.
1: See, Biscuit.
2: Ah, uh, Dan, which Cenobite would you mm, not Dan want which. you to jack, jack you
0: off? <laughs> <laughs> Would I not mind jacking off? No, if no, you, no, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. Wait, no, no. wait are we, we going to talk about? Wait, we have to jack off a Cenobite now?
1: <laughs> Dan, you totally misunderstood who was doing the jacking of who.
2: Although this he is has a better a really question, good point.
1: <laughs> so Dan, answer the question. Um, that's wait.
2: gonna that's gonna put new meaning to the term yanking my chain. I don't remember because <laughs> they have chains for. Penis I don't they, they call them pin
0: I remember one of the night breeds. There was that moon face. We're yeah, not, the, and, and night, night breeds, breeds, all dudes jacking each other off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that
1: fine. Which Smurf of would movie. you rather have sex with, Dan? Can't say Lady Smurf.
2: Vanity uh, Smurf is off the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're taking <laughs> a, a lot off the table. Vanity between, Smurf is watching. You can choose between off <laughs> Smurf, uh, with the other ones. Book Smurf. <laughs> There's with the baker Smurf. Cook Smurf. Uh, you'd, sleep with, you'd
2: hook up with Brainy Smurf?
0: Look,
1: uh, it's no, like choose,
2: Revenge
0: of the Nerds taught us. Okay. Nerds just think about sex. You <laughs> sure. choose
1: Papa Smurf because he's been around the block. He knows a few tricks. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to do. He's a real I'd bear. Pick,
0: uh, that's yeah, true. Guess, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: and if you blur your eyes, is a beard makes his face look like a vagina? What? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I'm going to call no on that.
2: <laughs> I'd pick. Is there a baker Smurf? I pick yeah, the probably. one that. I I'd pick the one that would have food in his apartment He'll after we're done having somebody. sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to give, replenish my energy. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna the, lose
0: a lot of electrolytes. The
1: the problem <laughs> Wait, the problem with sports
2: does a baker bake <laughs> electrolytes in <into> his bread? <laughs> you know, the Dude, this is sports bread. <laughs> <laughs> It's orange. Oh, it's quick! Okay. Somebody sports get those bread. Shark Tank dudes on
3: the
1: line. Sports bread's a great idea. This purple sports bread. Now here's the thing: it's hard to have sex with a Smurf because their dirty talk is so incomprehensible. They're like, "Oh yeah, Smurf, my Smurf, Smurfier, Smurfier, Smurf it, mm-hmm. Smurf." Difficult.
2: So yeah, that would be that would be an obstacle for you to overcome.
1: Yeah, of course, because communication is the bedrock of sex. Mm-hmm.
0: And the brain is the biggest erogenous.
1: (laughs) Not if you have a 40 pound penis.